You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Psalm 145. Okay. We'll read from verse 1 to the end. We are declaring his praise. Hallelujah. Amen. My Bible here says David's praise, but I want to call it my praise and your praise. Hallelujah. One to go. I lift you high in praise. My God, my King. And I will bless your name into eternity. I will bless you every day. And keep it up from now to eternity. God is magnificent. He can never be praised enough. There are no boundaries to his greatness. Generation after generation stands in awe of your work. Each one tells stories of your mighty acts. Your beauty and splendor have everyone talking. I compose songs on your wonders. Your marvelous doings are headline news. I could write a book full of the details of your greatness. The fame of your goodness spreads across the country. Your righteousness is on everyone's lips. God is all mercy and grace not quick to anger, is rich in love. God is good to one and all. Everything he does is suffused with grace. Creation and creatures applaud you, God. Your holy people bless you. They talk about the glories of your rule. They exclaim over your splendor. Letting the world know of your power for good. The lavish splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom eternal. You never get voted out of office. God always does what he says. And is gracious in everything he does. God gives a hand to those down on their log. Gives a fresh start to those ready to quit. All eyes are on you, expectant. You give them their meals on time. Generous to a fault, you lavish your favor on all creatures. Everything God does is right. The trademark on all his works is love. God's there, listening for all who pray, for all who pray and mean it. He does what is best for those who fear him. Hears them call out and saves them. God sticks by all who love him. But it's all over for those who don't. My mouth is filled with God's praise. Let everything living bless him. Bless his holy name. From now to eternity. Can we celebrate the Lord? Can we bless the Lord? Can we exalt the Lord? Can we just magnify Him? 
Lord, we bless you. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we worship. Praise the Lord. So worthy of our praise that we could do it from now to eternity and we haven't done enough. We are told about the 20 and 4 elders and the living creatures, the four living creatures. What do they do in heaven? They just keep bowing. They just keep worshiping. They just keep, you know, declaring the holiness, the beauty of the Lord. And it's our prayer that we will come to know what they know so we can do what they do. Praise the Lord. Because if we know, we will do. Amen. Okay, today is Thanksgiving service. Praise the Lord. The last Sunday in the month of February, we just want to appreciate the Lord again. It's not just Thanksgiving service that we thank him. We thank him every hour. We thank him every day. We thank him because this is the will of God for us in Christ Jesus. The business, one of the business that God has engaged us to do is the business of thanksgiving. Praise the Lord. And he says, in all things, what do we do? We are giving thanks. We are continually giving thanks. Today we give thanks. Tomorrow we give thanks. Yesterday we give thanks. And will forever be in the place of thanksgiving in the name of Jesus. So th- this morning, I just, um, my, my, my desire, my prayer, and what I sense the Lord wants us to do this morning is just for us to be able to see him. You know, there's a song that says, open the eyes of my heart that I may what? See you. To see you high and lifted up. To see you shining in the light of your glory. Now, that's what I desire we do, because when we get that done, then thanksgiving and gratitude and every other thing will flow. The, the truth is that a, a vision, a correct, you know, revelation of God uh, will set everything in place in our lives. Praise the Lord. We'll be seeing the right things, we'll be experiencing the right things, we'll be doing the right things. And I trust that God will help us accomplish that today in Jesus' name. There are quite a few passages, and I trust the Holy Spirit to lead us as we, you know, um, weave through them and get to the conclusion he desires. Second Peter 1 verse 2 says to us, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Very Ephesians 3.20. Praise the Lord. He says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think. What's the next line? He says, according to the power that works in us. What, what I have seen lately is that if you merge, the Bible says, comparing spiritual with spiritual. If you begin to merge scriptures, you begin to get clearer understanding. Excuse me. So as I merge those two statements, Second Peter says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, okay? And then Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do, exceedingly abundantly, above all that I ask or think, and he says, according to the power. Now the question is, what is the according? What is the power that is at work in me? If you go back to the Second Peter 1.2 now, you see that that power that regulates what God does in your life is your knowledge of him. Praise the Lord. You know, I think it's a, it's a quadratic equation that you put two together to get solution. 
Huh? Yes. Because, you know, you know we, we read that place and every time we say to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above. But what, what that statement says is, now to him who is able to do. What, most times I have read it and it implies to me, now to him who must do exceedingly abundantly above all I ask. But you're a lawyer. What does he say? Does he say he must do? He doesn't even say he will do. So it means he, to him who is able, stop there, is settled. His ability is not in question. That's why we started by reading Psalm 145. The greatness of God. And we're going to still look at a few scriptures that will say clearly that the ability of God, the almightiness of God is not in question. To him who is able, settled. Our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was living, says, All power in heaven and on earth has what? Been given to me. There is no controversy. Praise the Lord. But the statement now goes on and says, This person can do, which means it will depend on his choice. Praise the Lord. He will have to make a choice to do that. And then they went on to tell us the ability. The ability, he just doesn't do enough. He can do much more. So you might find, like our Lord Jesus Christ says, the, fruit, uh, the seed that was sown, some 30, some 60, and somewhat 100 fold. Okay, so you might find 30 fold, you might find 60 fold, you might find 100. But what the scripture is saying here is that this God that we worship can do much more. Just a, 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 an immediate illustration comes to my mind now. Abraham. I, I just imagine Abraham in the days that he was walking with God. When God said to him, change you, you shall no longer be called Abraham. You're now going to be called Abraham, father of many. I'm sure in Abraham's heart, he must have said, okay, God is going to give me a son and give me 10 grandchildren and maybe 50 great grandchildren. And then I'll be. But if Abraham knew that today I'll be part of his own descendants. You will be part of his descendants. Am I right? And all of us will be. You see, he can't. He could not be able. It will be impossible for him to begin to ask it. So that's why it says, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could want. That means you can't even ask what he can do. Praise the Lord. You know, they say someone gives you an open check. You know, I give you an open check now. What the Bible is saying is that God gives you an open check. That in the high, highest of your imagination, you can't even write, draw what he's able to permit you to draw. Where I want us to go to this month is the, the, the control. That which is what we saw in Second Peter. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge. So multiplication now is a factor. So grace and peace multiplied if my knowledge of God. So let's take there are three persons. Okay. Who, who wants to volunteer? So Emmanuel's knowledge of God is what question? What should we use? Okay, three. Pastor Livingstone, what do you choose? Eh? You're laughing, so I should give you zero. <laughs> Pastor Kim, what do you choose? Seven. Okay, praise God. So grace and peace be multiplied to you according to your word, knowledge. So, 
your grace and peace is going to be grace and peace times what? Three. So you're working, no matter the situation that comes towards you, by the time that grace and peace is multiplied, something that is unusual, like we learned Sunday, that he that is born of the Spirit is like the wind. So troubles come your way, but you're not troubled. You know why? Grace and peace is what you're experiencing. It's not what is happening to you that is showing on you, but the grace and peace is being multiplied in you. So it's the multiplied effect of your revelation of God that is your life, not your circumstance. Praise the Lord, somebody. Another person now, the person who has zero, no matter what is happening in his life, he still can have peace. That's why you see some people... And they're stressed, they're harassed, they can't sit quiet because they see trouble everywhere. If money comes, they think armed robbers will come. If they promote them in the office, they think kidnappers will come. You know why? Because their knowledge of God is zero. So the grace and peace they can enjoy. Didn't our Lord Jesus Christ say, my peace I give to you? Not as the world gives. You know what the world gives? The world can give you peace with security man. The world can give you peace with guns. It can give you peace with fence. The world can give you peace with gold, bank account. But you see, grace and peace is multiplied not by your bank account, but by the quotient of God you carry. So somebody has all the money, but he has zero knowledge of God. His grace will be zero. His peace will be zero. Is somebody following it now? So, so when you match that, you see that you and I... Our pursuit and our hunger should be to know God. And interestingly, you know, just during the praise and worship, that was when, you know, I heard that. He said, God, our Lord Jesus Christ said, you cannot serve God and what? Mammon. And we all know that. Do you know how we seek mammon? I'm not saying it's a sin, okay? But you know how you seek mammon? Now, the first thing I want you to get, if nothing else this morning, is this. If your pursuit of God does not overtake your pursuit of mammon, you're not wise. I know everybody here, I mean, even me, you know, it takes money to, to buy fuel to come. Isn't it? It takes money to. So we all reasonably are to pursue mammon, money, okay? But it says, God will give you better result. God will give you better returns. Now, if God has said, or rather since God has said, you can't serve God and mammon. So what it means is this. I can be in a pursuit of mammon and be telling God, help me catch mammon. Which is where 99.9% of people are in. So when you see them come to church, when you see them vibrating like this, there is a contract they are pursuing. And they need God to help them catch that contract. There is an enemy that is pursuing them. They want to travel. And they need God to keep them safe from that trouble they are afraid of. Is a level. But the other level, which is the wiser level, is where you now pursue God. And then when you pursue God, what God will do is that he will make mammon. He will pay, the, the psalmist said, goodness and what? Shall do what? How long? Look at David's life. Did he pursue any of those things? Did he have them? He said, the Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not what? So the Lord's shepherd means he's leading me. So as the Lord leads me, I don't want. But I, I can be wanting and be saying the Lord, follow me. And that's the level many Christians are because of their level of knowledge of God. We're going to read another long passage. To come to Isaiah 40 with me. Message translation. Isaiah 40 verse 12. Let's see the God that is saying this thing to us. We want to know who is making this promise. Who is calling me to leave everything and seek him. Who is calling me to put him first. Okay. So sh- should we read. Let, let's read mess, uh, New King James first. And then we'll come to message. I'm going to read if, uh, 12 to 18. 21 to 23 and 25 to 31. Praise the Lord. Okay, so this is what God is saying of himself. He said, who has measured the waters and the hole of his hand? Measured heaven with a span and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure. Weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord or as his counselor has taught him? With whom did he take counsel and who instructed him? And taught him in the path of justice. Who taught him knowledge. And showed him the way of understanding. 15. Behold the nations are as a drop in a bucket. And are counted as a small dust on the scales. Look he lifts up the hours as a very little thing. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn. Nor is beast sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations before him are as nothing. And they are counted by him less than nothing and worthless. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare to him? Now, now uh, 16 and 17, let me just explain. You know, I never really understood that. What he's saying here is this. Lebanon is known for his wood. So he's saying here that all the wood in Lebanon and all the beasts, all the animals, if you use all the wood as bonfire and set all the beasts on the fire, is not enough as animal sacrifice to satisfy me. Praise the Lord. 21 says have you not known have you not heard has it not been told you from the beginning have you not understood from the foundations of the earth it is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in he said he brings the princes to nothing and he makes the judges of the earth useless praise God 25, he asks the question again. He says, to whom then will you liken me? Or to whom shall I be equal, says the Holy One? He said, lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things. Who brings out their host by number? He calls them all by name, by the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. You know, why we need to read another translation is, we read some of these things, it's old English. It's when he says they are hosts, he's talking about planets. He's talking about galaxies. And he says he gathers them like this. 27 says, why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my just claim is passed over by my God. He went on again and said, have you not known, have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. He neither faints nor is what? Weary, his understanding is what? Unsearchable. That means as you are seated here, child of God, as you are seated here, as you are a worshiper of him, 
he so understands you beyond what you understand yourself. That's why we're enjoined to pray in the Holy Ghost. Because you see, when you pray in your understanding, you can be praying on a false premise and be praying for a false promise. But he understands so well what you need. And understands so well how to get it to you. So his understanding is unsearchable. He says he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But those who do what? Who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. We're going to come back to that very particular verse. It says, they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, let's read the message translation. Verse 12. It said, who has cooped up the ocean in his two hands? Or measure the sky between his thumb and little finger? Who has put all the earth's death in one of his baskets? Weighed each mountain and hill. Who could ever have told God what to do or taught him his business? What expert would, that, would he have gone to for advice? What school would he attend to learn justice? What God do you suppose might have taught him what he knows, showed him how things work? Why? The nations are but a drop in a bucket, a mere smudge on a window. Watch him sweep up the islands like so much dust off the floor. He said there aren't enough trees in Lebanon, nor enough animals in those vast forests to furnish adequate fuel and offerings for his worship. All the nations add up to simply nothing before him. Less than nothing is more like a minus. Hallelujah. Russia is raging now, right? God is saying Russia plus America plus China plus Israel plus North Korea. The power of all the nations is a minus. Praise the Lord, somebody. He says, so, so who even comes close to being like God? To whom or what can you compare him? 21, let's jump to 21. He said, have you not been paying attention? Have you not been listening? Haven't you heard these stories all your life? Don't you understand the foundation of all things? God sits above the round ball of the earth. The people look like mere ants. He stretches out the the skies like a canvas. Yes, like a tent. Like a tent canvas to live. 23 now. Yes, he says he ignores what all the princes say and do. The rulers of the earth count for nothing. When I read this, God said to me, oftentimes we are, we are agitated, we are harassed by what people say. He said, even the rulers of the earth, their decrees are ignored. They don't move heaven. Praise the Lord, somebody. That's how big this God who is talking to you is. 25, let's go to 25. He says, so who is like me? Who holds a candle to me, says the holy? Look at the nice skies. Who do you think made all this? Who matches this army of stars out each night? Counts them off, calls each by name. So magnificent, so powerful, and never overlooks a single one. And he said, why do you think I will overlook you? Continue. 28. 
You say, don't you know anything? Haven't you been listening? God doesn't come and go. God lasts. He's creator of all you can see or imagine. He doesn't get tired out. Doesn't purse to catch his breath. He knows everything inside and out. He energizes those who get tired. Gives fresh strength to drop out. For even young people tire and drop out. Young folk in their prime stumble and fall. But those who wait upon God, what do they do? They get fresh strength. Praise the Lord. So, so that, that takes us somewhere now. So we're beginning to see the God that we sing to, the God that we pray to, the God that we call our God. That verse 31, either the message or the New, uh, New King James, says something. It says, but those who wait on the Lord. Now, wait on the Lord, if you check English language, to wait for the Lord is one thing. Praise the Lord. To wait for somebody is one thing. But to wait on somebody, you know, is almost a different business altogether. Hallelujah. So, you could go to a restaurant to wait for somebody. But those in that same restaurant where you're waiting for somebody, there are those who are waiting on people. Waiting for somebody means I remain where I am until he comes. So that's okay. It's a level. But there's a level you need to come to based on your knowledge of God. It says waiting on the Lord, which a message says wait upon. That means to stand by God and be reading his gestures. Looking at his mood, making sure you give him the napkin just when he needs it. Making sure that you put the plate where he wants it. Making sure that you take off the plate when he's done. Looking at to respond to every of his whim. Everything that he desires. That's waiting upon the Lord. You can only do that when you know how big he is. Praise the Lord. You, you can do that with pleasure when you know how big he is. You see, we're human beings and we have, you know, friends and relatives and all of that. And you know, and I know, that your behavior towards certain people is dependent on how big they are. So while you're working, you know, you're working with some, some persons and somebody's uh, handkerchief or something falls on the ground, depending on who it is, you might even step on it and walk on. If you're very nice, you tell him, oh boy. Sister, brother, your handkerchief has fallen. There's someone that if his handkerchief fell down and he wants to bend to pick it, he will dive. Am I right? It's your measurement of his greatness. What I want you to do this day in church is to ascribe. If I say ascribe, it will seem as if you're giving it to him. Is to magnify the Lord in your eyes. So you can better worship him. So you can better enjoy him. God is big. God is mighty. God is powerful. God is wise. God is awesome. Praise the Lord church. Praise the Lord church. You see, those who wait on this God, they renew their strength. Because you see, when life comes at you, and you don't know that your God is this big. You grow weary. 
But when you know how big your God is, think on this God, this type of God, this God that is this big. It says he neither faints nor grows weary. It means he can't do something to a point and say, I can't handle it. A situation does not come up and he said, this one is too difficult for me. Like I told us some, 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 I don't know when, you know, a few, a few, some time ago, that one morning I was going to pray for Nigeria and it was like, this wahala is too much. Then the spirit of God reminded me, the God you're praying to, if too much is the problem, infinity much is your God. You say, because of the God you serve, you can pray for Nigeria. There, there would have been the type of God that we have or we're looking to. We won't bother praying for Nigeria. But with this type of God, who is the resurrection and the life? He just does not prevent death. Even when there is death, he makes death to honor him. It is this understanding that will help our cooperation and then help our grace and peace and then will help us to come to where we, 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 we experience that exceedingly, abundantly, above because if we don't have this understanding our enemy you and i we have an enemy there's someone who knows this god who, praise the lord unfortunately he's he, he's lost his opportunity his name is satan he knows this god but he said that scripture doesn't apply to him now because what he has is eternal condemnation so he doesn't have eternal life okay and his, his servants know. In fact, the Bible says, the devils know this your God. Praise the Lord. That's the demons now, sorry. The demons. They know your God. And you know what they think about your God? When they think of him, they tremble. I wish we would know God a bit like these demons know God. So that when we think of him, strength is infused in us. That's what David had. So he saw Goliath. And whereas the others who didn't know God were running away. When David saw Goliath, what did he say? He said, who is this? The other people were saying, have you seen this guy? David said, who is this? In the other people's eyes, he was so big. You know why? Because they had not seen the big God. But in David's eyes, he was so small. Why? Because David has seen God. So, whereas the others were saying, have you seen this? David was saying, who? He was standing in front of them. But David was saying, who? You know why? David had, David's eyes had been captivated by the greatness of God. So, when they say giant, imagine somebody being so tall that they recognize him from a plane. Have you been on a, a flight where, you know, the flight is flying low enough that you see humans? How, do you see tall people amongst them? Every head you see, where is it? It's on the floor, isn't it? When you see God, you see that Goliath is down. You see that problems are down. You see that your troubles are down. You see that the sickness is down. You see that infirmity is down. You see that every situation that is troubling you, where is it? It is down. You know why? Because Jehovah is the most high. But when we don't see him, this is how we'll be looking at problems. The, the unfortunate thing about this is it's about proximity and perspective. We, Nigeria, we, we'll get back to where coins have value. Nobody will have a coin here, right? But as small as a coin is, if I keep that coin 
close enough to my eyes, you know I won't see the sun. What has happened? A small coin is shielding the sun from me. What made a small coin to shield the sun is that I brought the coin too close to my eyes. When you bring your problems and your current situation too close to yourself, you will lose sight of the big God. And to that person, no matter what you're saying, the the sun cannot be seen. That's how some people came to church today. But what we've been trying to do is to help you shift the coin and lift your eyes and see him. The songwriter says, I see him high and lifted up, shining in the light of his glory. It's when you see him like that, that he can now pour out his power and might. Why? Because he's able to do what he must not do. He's able to do, but he's waiting on your revelation of him. So when you know him and you say to him, and you're able to, to, and you're able to sing in that prison. You see, Paul and Silas were locked up in prison. They could have looked at the bars and said to break through this prison would take us seven years of sowing. They could have looked at the stocks. The Bible says their feet were in stock. And said to get out of this trouble. It would take us 17 years. But somehow they did not look at the bars. They did not look at the stocks. They did not look at all of that. They didn't even look at their broken body. They lifted up their eyes. And they remembered that Genesis says. In the beginning God said. Let there be light. And there was no firewood to produce light. What happened is there is light. So something said to them, if you praise this God now, we, you don't need to know the thing that will open this door. And rightfully, as they began to praise God, God did not just come to their prison. He went under the earth. Everybody here knows what an earthquake is. I don't know the technology that made the earthquake know how to just break the bars and their chains. But this is the God we are talking about. Somebody say, I want to see you high. Because when you see him, peace will come. The reason so many people are frustrated and are afraid and are harassed is that they don't see God. Tell you, or rather, how are you? Some people answer me like that and I have to deal with that. How you say, I'm fine, no. How many have heard that? I'm fine, no means they say that she said I'm fine, but I qualify it. <laughs> I'm fine, no. I say, uh, 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 no, 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 no. Let's, how are you? Okay. God is able to do what? Exceedingly abundant. But he will not force you to do it. What, what I'm trying to say is this. See this God big and there is no way you will not live in an atmosphere of expectancy. Free from manipulation. Free from harassment. Free from any of those things that, you know, that, that, that disturb people. Just, just knowing. That, that's why it took time for us to read those scriptures. God knows my problem. And God, knowing your problem, has not said, go and solve your problem. He said, wait on me. So it means take anybody with a note. See, you have note. Thank you. God, know your problem. Eh? Say that what you should do about your problem. He stand and watch God and respond to him. 
They didn't say, now find out and see how you can respond to your prayer. He said, respond to God. So he says, worship me. And he said, how can I worship? How can I sing the Lord's song in a strange land? He said, there is no land that is strange. I created the heavens and the earth. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You don't know what I'm going through. He says, in me you live and move and have your being. I'm your God. He said, those who worship God will worship him how? In spirit and in truth. He didn't say you worship him in prosperity or no. That's secondary. He said you worship him in spirit and in truth. So that's why he also says in all circumstances, in all things, that's what it means. In all things, what do you do? You give, why are you giving him thanks when you're in something? It's because he's beyond what you're in. Praise the Lord. He can, how many of us have answered? I know, I know it wouldn't look nice. Don't think about it. But when I call you on your mobile phone, where are some of the places you have answered me, Pastor Lord? Sometimes you're inside that, that inner office. And we talk like gentlemen, right? But if we're physical, you won't talk to me from that place. God is spirit. And he can commune spirit to spirit no matter in the pit where you are. If you refuse to answer him because you're in the pit, you miss out on his deliverance. You, you, you see some people, they, they say that, that, that they're not coming to God, they're not pursuing God, they're not going to serve God again because of their trouble. They're not wise. Like somebody saying, I'm in the bathroom, I won't answer my mobile phone. When I come to the sitting room, I answer my mobile phone. Praise the Lord. To see you high. And lifted up. It says, to whom shall you liken me? Who is my equal? It says, have you not heard that the everlasting God? He said, he never grows weary. He said, I formed all this. He said, I measured the earth. That's why I read the, I took the message. My, the span is my thumb and this finger. Index. He said he measures the earth with the span of his his span. That's it, this span. All your problems are within this. <laughs> the sickness is within this. Old. The time that seems to be passing is within this. Eh? All the fears that you are afraid of, they are within this. And God says, look to me. You see, I know wise people. And I've seen a lot of wise people. Did you know, I know how people who are wise, no matter what they go through, they don't lose their sight of God. Whenever you see people, you know, moving helter-skelter, depending on their circumstances, I pray for wisdom for them. No matter what you are going through, there is a God before whom deep is not deep. He circumscribes everything. You sit down and ask yourself, how big is my God? I, God bless the person that sang the song. How great is our God. Sing with me, how great. You, you must ask yourself that. And then as you ask yourself and you get answers, what will be happening is that grace and peace and joy and thanksgiving and all of that will be abounding to you. Why? Be because that, 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 that's, that's the determiner. Is the multiplier. Is the factor that is going to depend on. The same person who is looking to that God. I will not now have to beg you to live holy. 
Because it's weight upon the Lord. That's how also I know someone who is wise. When I see somebody who runs from iniquity, who runs from disobeying God, I know he's wise because you can know that God and want to fall out of favor with him. Praise the Lord. No matter what anybody tells you, knowing him, they said the devils believe and tremble. You can't know him and be reckless. A, a God like that, several other scriptures where he says, he, you know, the Lord abounding in goodness and mercy, forgiving and showing mercy to thousands, but not clearing the guilty. That's not a God you want to take chances with. In his goodness, you will stretch out your hands. But when you know his holiness, you walk in fear. That's why the Bible says the fear of the Lord. Not the dread of the Lord. The fear, the, the reverential fear, the hallowing him, the knowing how big he is, the knowing his capabilities will make you be wise. That's what it is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So this same person is wise. This same person that does not, is not moved by trials and tribulations. He knows. This thing has happened. And like we learned last Sunday and on Wednesday, you can fall on your knees. One of the things for those who were not there on Wednesday that we learned on Wednesday is that for the spiritual person, the Bible has uh, um, a prescription for every situation. What is it? Prayer. Rechannelly to this God. Rechannelly to this God. Some of them are external. Some of them are internal. Some of them are second. Some of them are both ways. Some problems are your own. You, you started it. You, you cooked it. You ate it. You know, there is, you have food poisoner. You say, I don't know what I ate somewhere. There's some food poisoner you, you bought from the market and went and cooked it in your kitchen and set table to eat. Even that one, God will deliver you. Yeah. Praise the Lord. The ones that they're forced on you, God is also able to deliver. But the key thing is, what and who is your focus? Because the solution, you know, I love the word of God. It's so clear. That's why when someone will come and tell you something and tell you something, and doesn't wrap it up. I feel very uncomfortable. Notice that Isaiah 40 we read. The conclusion is you wait on him. Means you have to stand and take instruction. Go and read the, the life and times of our Lord Jesus Christ. The gospel. The miracles he did always had instructions. Except for one or two. Like the woman who touched the hem of her, his garment. For most of them there was an instruction. That's waiting on the Lord. You're looking at him. What does he want me to do? What does he want me to do? You know, I, I need my, my finances. I can't understand. Why am I going through this? And you're waiting on him. Then all of a sudden, you sense that he wants you to humble yourself. You got to start saying, how much I want to supply firewood to this organization. God will smile. And the same organization you're going to offer to supply firewood will ask you, ah, I know you from somewhere. And you realize that you and the whatever manager or director in that organization went to the same primary school. You forgot him, but he didn't forget. But God needed you to humble yourself in the process of waiting for that connection to take place. Is somebody getting what I'm talking about? It's, it's you know, the, you, 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 ju you just have to hallow him. The challenge I just say is that many Christians don't hallow God. So they will do that if they, they will go to an organization, if they know somebody there. But you know God. Or like the apostle says, or better still are known by him. 
can't you just do whatever he tells you to do? It should be an oxymoron to find disobedient Christians. No, the, the Christians have been captured by God's love. Do you understand? Captivated by his power. Listen, that, that, that I'll tell you something and you're considering whether to do it or not. It's because you know the limitation of my power. You know, I don't like sand in my shoes. I don't like dust on my shoes. I don't like sand on my clothes. I like to be neat. Now, <clears throat> someday, many years ago, I offered to jump into Lagos gutter to lie down. Nobody told me to do it. I'm just trying to help you understand that the reason you're disobeying God is that you don't know his power. Because somebody came to my car with a machine gun. So, to make it clear that I'm not ready to resist him, I said to him, sir, should I go and lie down? I called him, sir, so honor and respect came immediately. So, you don't respect your elders it's because you think that you're mate. I said to the Rob, I said, sir, can I go there and lie? Do you understand what I'm saying? So when somebody is in like this, he hasn't met God. Pray for him to see God. When you see God, you'll obey him. When you know a bit of him, you'll obey him. Do you understand? You're just living life anyhow. You've not had a revelation of God. I just saw the machine gun. I think then it was uh, this uh, Liberian, uh, you know, Liberian war gun that they were using. It wasn't AK-40. I think it was Uzi, you know. They were just carrying it like this. I just came down. I said, sorry, the key is here. Can I go and lie down? I wanted to get permission to lie down in the gutter. Because I knew what God can do. The reason, tell your neighbor, the reason you're doing what you're doing is that you don't know what God can do. Either negatively or positively. If you know that God can take you from the dunghill and set you amongst princes, you will obey him. You will trust in him. You will wait on him. It's as simple as that. People don't know God. And, and, and the job of the church is to teach people the knowledge of God. Somebody comes out and he says, I have need of nothing. I have this and I have that. They don't know God. They don't know what God can do. Go and ask Nebuchadnezzar. If there was anybody that was secure, that's why this putting matter is not disturbing me. You know, I, I just say, God, you, don't, you know what you're doing, but just be glorified. Besides, I mean... It's not the only problem in the world. It's just that it's the only one CNN is showing us. There are problems in Syria. They've been killing people. You know that. In Yemen, they're killing people. Most, you know, there are all kinds of terrible things. But most importantly, you know, in our Kaduna here, and you know, it's just that we don't have CNN to show it to the world. So there are troubles everywhere. There is wickedness everywhere. But in my eyes, or rather in our eyes, you know the way people are saying this man is so powerful. Who is powerful? Somebody that sleeps. How many of us have had a nightmare before? Eh? If, when you have nightmare, you know, when, when I see people who deny spiritual things, I just marvel at their, their power. They are very powerful. When you, when you are in your bed, lying down and then lion is killing you in your bed you're not in the zoo it's <laughs> and you're sweating but you're not running and you wake up panting but you didn't do uh, cross country all of them in your sleep you know that there is a word out there so someone that sleeps i can't think too much of him i'm focusing on god god what do you want to do with him 
Who, who gave you power? They, you have power because you woke up. If the man has nightmares and sees Ukraine, you know, picking up his listen, he'll wake up and make peace. And God can give him that nightmare. So, so all I'm trying to say to us this morning, please, our time is good, is let's lift up our eyes. Praise the Lord. There is God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is reigning in his world. And for you and I, as we know him, grace and peace will what? Be multiplied to us. Praise the Lord. And this morning, we have a great privilege. Today is Thanksgiving Sunday. So part of waiting on him or waiting upon him is to do what? Is to worship him. Is to dance before him. Another thing I'd just like to mention for somebody here is this. I don't know about you, but if somebody, if I make a promise to somebody, and the person has an attitude like I have done it, I'm indebted. If I make a promise to somebody, and the person is behaving like I owe him, I will still pay him, but I will look for any possible way. Of making sure that he ends that his sadness. Did I explain myself well? You know, so, some people, you, you just, you don't even really make a promise. And the way they'll be thanking you and just behaving, not even just the way they behave, you, you find yourself hastening. Am I right? You're just hastening because this man is already in the position where he should be after you have done what you should do. So you run to meet up with him. But some other people, are like, you have to come and drag me up. So, you've chosen that place. Remain there until my, my wickedness will match with your judgment of me. That's what we learned at the beginning of the year about the unjust world, isn't it? He said, I know you to be an austere man, reaping where you've not sown. And God said, eh, okay, let's send you to where you experience my austereness. And he was sent to a place of punishment. What, what I'm saying that is this. We have an opportunity today to thank God, to bless God, to worship God, to honor God, to hallow God, to say to God, for the things that you have done, for the battles that you have fought, I praise you. For the circumstance I'm in, I adore you. You know why? You are able. You are more than able. You are dependable. You are mighty to save. You are mighty to deliver. For my future... Since you are my shepherd, I will not want. I will not be afraid. Though I walk through, I will fear no evil. Why? It says, for thou art with me. So we express that attitude. What we're doing is that we're drawing down on his power. But he won't share his glory. Which means he won't allow any useless circumstance defeat him. No, not in the eyes of a believer. Mighty God, you are my God. You are my God. You are my God. I worship you. 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 Can you please put Deuteronomy 10 for me? Deuteronomy 10 verse 17, the easy to read version. And I close. Lord, I worship you. Deuteronomy 10, 17. Easy to read version. And this is what I leave you with. It says, the Lord is your God. 
He is the God of gods and the Lord of lords. He is the great God. He is the amazing and powerful fighter. To him, everyone is the same. He does not accept money to change his mind. He just loves you like that. Can we put our hands together? He is God. He can fight for you. He will fight for me. He is worthy of my praise. Choir, you can take it over. I just worship you, Lord. Let's praise God. of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.